Hello, everybody. It is August 3rd, our first podcast for the month. And thank you for tuning in again for another Grow the Bench weekly short. This week, we have Neil Glatt. And uh, I'd like to welcome you, Neil. How's it going over there? It's going great, Leslie. How have you been? I've been well. It's a good it's a good thing for me uh, to be living in the summer months because I really enjoy that. But I know that you are in the midst of helping people understand the best way to approach um, different aspects of their business as they're gearing up for either fall cleanup or for the snow season. And as you do that, one of the things you need to be concerning yourself with is do you have enough people? Um, Let's talk about that a little bit, about what might be some good strategies in terms of getting the right people on board for the busy seasons that are coming up. Yeah, you know, this has been the hot topic uh, pretty much all year. And I think even not just gearing up, but now that we've been going through some heat waves for most of the country, I have a suspicion that many people are just saying, enough to to landscaping and and i keep hearing more and more from owners and managers that we're so busy that these you know high level people are out there cutting grass so if you're listening to me on a lawnmower i feel for you man um and uh i i hope that you know we can help you out um and i was encouraged to write about this this week because uh being a big issue for companies in the green industry We've been talking for uh, the better part of the year about strategies, but I got a note from someone recently who said, hey, Neil, I attended your uh, webinar about hiring. You helped us rewrite our job ad, and we've been flooded with applicants. What? And I was, um, yeah, just encouraged and surprised, actually, because not because I didn't think it didn't work, Leslie, but because when somebody told me that they were flooded with applicants, I was like, wow, I didn't realize that this would work this well for the green industry. So that was exciting. Yeah, flooded with applicants is a strong statement. And so it leads me to kind of wonder, does recruitment really differ that much in the green or white industry uh, from other industries that that need to hire? Well, um, you know, the best practices we've learned from other industries, of course, uh, there's no studies just for the green industry to see how well it works. But I think for sure the bar is really low. Um, and in general, the bar is low. There's so many companies who are just iterating on their job ads from 2010. And we're in a totally different work environment. So it requires a totally different uh, approach. And I think that when companies are doing this and based on the feedback I'm getting, it's an absolute game changer. So on a short podcast like this, if you had a key piece or or two to share with people in terms of what's the best approach or what what can they do to enhance this aspect of their recruitment, what do you got? Well, uh, yeah, really quickly, most simply, stop talking about stuff that your applicants don't care about. Mm. And you have to just for a minute, think about your applicant, um, put yourself in their mind. They don't know that the green industry exists and they're looking for a way to make some money. So what don't they want to hear? They don't want to hear why 
your company is the best in the green industry. They don't want to hear about the history of your company. And they don't want to hear a list of demands that stands in between them getting paid. Right. And um, I was with uh, my friend who co-founded Teamage and he goes, if your job ad talks about the fact that, you know, they'll only be subjected to a flogging every three weeks, <laughs> then, you know, that's not super appealing. And of course, we're not doing that. But many of our job ads basically sound like that. Right. Um, here's all the demands that we put on you to be qualified. And it's just not exciting. Yeah. So we, we, yeah, got to stop that. Right. And what are we going to start doing instead? What are we writing on that paper? Yeah. We should talk about the cool stuff that we do. That is exciting. And in the green industry, there's lots of studies that show what we do really matters for things like climate change, building sustainable uh, environments. I mean, you, I'm sure are aware that when people have indoor plants or are around plants, they're less stressed, they're happier, their uh, quality of life increases, they're healthier. In fact, um, we know that uh, nursing homes and retirement homes, which have indoor plants, those residents live longer. Like what we do in the green industry really matters. Yeah, it, I don't it, ever hear people talking about that at the job accident stage. Well, and let's let's be honest. You were just talking about the heat wave, but at the same time, there are a lot of beautiful days when people are sure. have the advantage of being outdoors when they're working, and that's that's no small thing. Not at all. I mean, people love their backyards, right? Or if you work in an office building, you love the. In fact, in today's in today's world, the only reason you may be going to the office is because they have a great garden or courtyard where you can enjoy some time. Yeah, and absolutely. um Or actually, I did read that a lot of people are going to the office because of the air conditioning these days, too. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yes. But, but people are going there for the environment, and we contribute to that meaningfully. Um, do we tout it enough? No. Is it enough to get people excited to work for us? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. So, and each company probably has some quality or something that they can tout that talks about not who they are or how great they are in this particular industry, but here's something that's unique about working with us that almost anybody would like. You yeah. Know, what, here's how we enhance the lives of a customer. Um, and, and thinking ahead to snow removal season. Yeah. I so, used to tell every single every single snow shoveler who worked for me, listen, we're out there working to clear the pharmacies so our grandparents can get medication. We're out there working on the train station so people can get into the city and provide um, for their families. Like, we're out here working at these utility companies so that when the power and heat goes out because it's the worst blizzard we've ever seen these crews can get out and restore those utilities and life will continue and if we don't do our job people will die like what we do matters to society at large so you're you're tapping into one of the messages that people want to hear that they're contributing to something bigger than who they are to a greater yes. good yes okay. And, and today, for this generation, there is no distinction between what I do for work and how I contribute to this world. 
that people want it to be one in the same. Well, you're, you're touching on a lot of important aspects of what it is that might make a difference when someone is looking at a, a job ad. And if it's, you know, talking about flipping burgers or um, something else indoors compared to you're doing work outdoors that, that will improve people's lives, that will improve people's opportunities to get to work. Yeah, that could, that could feel like, okay, this is something I might be able to grow into. Yeah, I mean, just the tone is totally different. And so as we talk about it, I guess I'm not that surprised that this person was flooded with applicants because if every single one is a list of demands and then hers was uh, a description of an opportunity to make a difference, that is super appealing to anyone. Yep. So, you know, two of the things that I've been hearing through a lot of our, our talks in the past couple of months is having very simple, effective ways of getting through to make that job application. And if the messaging is right up front, that, that is a great little one-two punch in terms of getting people to click the button and apply. Yeah, and of course there's a lot more, um, more than we have time for on the podcast, but... Yeah. Our friends at Team Engine have graciously sponsored a free course on Grow the Bench where you can learn all of the tactics and tools uh, that I discussed in this presentation that this person attended and that I'm, I'm happy to be able to share virtually on demand uh, in about an hour with you as a listener to figure out how to put it all together into a really cohesive package that will get people to click and apply but also make sure that you're not ghosted in the process and um, and really get those right people on board so that you don't have to be the one doing all the work anymore because that is, that is a brutal reality for too many people. Well, that sounds great. I mean, like, like so many other areas, um, we're going to just invite people to come and take advantage of a great free resource that they can find at growthebench.com. This one, again, is sponsored by Team Engine. They're, they're a very interesting company and I know that they care about recruiting and they're a great partner to grow the bench. So um, check that out. Ne check out Neil's blog and check out the links that are going to be there and uh, check out the free offerings that, that are available to you every day at growthebench.com. And in the meantime, well, Neil, thanks, I hope you have another great week and we'll talk to you in two. You as well. Thank you. Thanks.